listening to the Ed Reach Network. Ed Gamer, episode 107 on Ed Reach. Games and learning with Heather, Heather Robertson. Wow, that was a lovely start. This is Ed Gamer for Thursday, August 1st. 2013, Ed Gamer's part of the EdReach Network, edreach.us, giving education a voice. Un gran voz. Oh, very nice. That means this... big voice, big voice. <laughs> Thank you for the translation. <laughs> uh, this show is dedicated to education gaming on any platform. We will give you the education <coughs> angle on any type of games, ranging from tabletops to MMOs. We will discuss how these games impact student learning and how they can be used effectively within the classroom. I am Zach. And my name's Jerry. And? I'm Heather. There you go. Heather. Hey, thanks for having me. Who the heck are you? Great. <laughs> she, it's not that she's on medicine or had surgery today, so, you know, no. we'll, give, we'll give that, you know, not at all. So, no. Heather, who are you? I am a third through fifth grade teacher in Madison, Wisconsin. I teach, um, this last year I talked to technology, do, do the bilingual thing. We're getting dual language immersion next year, and I also coach, so that means that I get to hang out with really amazing teachers and problem solve with them all day. Not a sports coach, not an athletic coach. Well, you know, <laughs> I can do that if you want to. <laughs> a te technology coach. Yeah. Yeah. A little sometimes football, you know, oh. soccer. You yeah, so soccer. Soccer up in Wisconsin. <laughs> soccer. Soccer, Jerry. My name is Jerry James, and I'm a visual arts educator in Schaumburg, Illinois, and I'm sitting on a spinny chair, so I kind of like to spin around a lot. Nice. Working on that. Mm -hmm. You're not the only one. <laughs> okay. Okay, do I need to show off too? Yeah, spinny chairs. <laughs> you know, this is high technology. Yes. <laughs> My name is Zach Gilbert, and I'm your host. I'm a sixth grade social studies language arts teacher from Normal, Illinois. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I thought you were going to... Enough with the funny stuff, Zach. I didn't hear anything. Did you do something? Oh, I thought you put one of those silly masks on again. <laughs> oh, it's just you. Oh, Sorry. You are so funny. Yes, Google Hangouts does many fun things for the immature, which I guess Jerry and I fit into that category. Not me at all. No, no, no. No, no, no. So a uh, little side note here, little uh, advertisement. How do you say that in Spanish? Anuncio, advertisement. Okay. Depends what country you're in, you know. Hey, 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 there you go. Edreach is hot on Stitcher and Fuego. On Stitcher Radio. There you go. Stitcher is the hottest radio platform on the Internet, and they're taking education forward by giving EdReach and education innovators everywhere a great place to publish content. Listen to EdReach shows on Stitcher.com. Go to EdReach.us slash Stitcher to listen online or download the app for iOS and Android. We thank Stitcher for their support of the EdReach network. So, Heather, how did we get to... Uh, how did we meet? Hmm. Hmm. So, Zach, you and I have recently become board members of the Playful Learning Board, which Ooh. is um, which is an organization that uh, joins my alma mater, the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and um, their uh, Games and Learning Society with um, MIT, you know, Massachusetts Institute of Technology, is that what MIT is? It's a small school. Called? I don't think they've done much. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you've heard of them, but <laughs> and their games, games learning, um, learning games network. So um, we got to meet at the uh, 
well, we've met on online before, not like a dating thing or anything. Christian Mingle, you know. Chris, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Just her. I knew I could get you to crack up. Um, I'm going to pull a Marco Rubio here. Hold on. <laughs> um, oh, jeez. Okay, so, and then we had this amazing conference in June at the University of Wisconsin-Madison that we got to hang out, and I got to meet Jerry. And we, you and I, Zach, didn't hang out that much because we were so busy meeting everyone there. Yeah. It was so incredible. So. Yeah, but I, I do think you're a kindred soul of sorts because yes. uh, we are definitely outgoing, I would say, and we, we don't mind letting our thoughts be known nope. to others. Nope. Um, I'm thinking, though, that if I was sitting next to you at, at this board meeting at, up, up in Madison, you probably would have kicked me a few times, you know, maybe. You know, like, shut up, Zach. And kick. So. I would have kicked him just for good measure. <laughs> You'd have just done it for fun. <laughs> yes, for fun. So we met up there, and it kind of give a background because you know I'm going to have in the show notes here that you have this book program uh, for. Mm -hmm. uh, do you call it ELL or ESL or language immersion or what? What's the code word now? You know what? Like I call it all things. For me, Zach, and I know this is true for you. I don't care what you call it as long as we have the same understanding, right? Yeah. Like that's what learning is. So, I mean, I, I but but um, I my term I use is English language learners and um, biliterate kids, basically. Yeah. And so, what's the, what? Okay, just to promote it because I think it is so cool. What you know, <laughs> What's the website that you have? So, Zach, I am super into engaging people in life, right? In learning and life. And so, um. I've worked in bilingual programs since I started 13 years ago in Milwaukee teaching. And I, and I read uh, Ramona Quimby to my class, my fourth grade class. And that was my favorite book as a kid. Loved it. But when I read the Spanish translation, my students were like, they, they, they hate it. I mean, they didn't hate it, but it was just not engaging. They didn't get into it. And I was just so bummed out. So it got me thinking, like, there's got to be a Ramona Quimby in South America, you know? So I call my best friend, and I say, we need some books, and, you know, we need to figure this out. And so I went down to Chile and met with some publishers, and, and I've been learning ever since then about the Ramona Quimby's of South America, and there's some really incredible literature that South America's making. And so Books del Sur is a book company that I've created, and you, a fellow, you guys both fellow teacherpreneurs, they call us, are doing whatever it takes to get our kids engaged in learning, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, so Nacho, my best friend and my business partner in this, have created this website, um, and we're now populating it with tons of resources. And for the first time, um, we're having, we're hosting a forum for a new uh, a math program that um, um, Madison, Wisconsin has is has. Um, now using that's authentic translated math text um, following the Singapore math. So we're doing all kinds of exciting things with it. Um, but, you know, it's just my part-time gig. My favorite gigs hanging out with kids and actually learning with them, all this yeah. kinds of stuff. And reading books like Pape Lucho with the kids is so fun. And the excitement of my students once I brought them some of these books and we were reading them together was awesome. And, and that's my... That's my thing. Like, I love engaging students and learning with them, and so that's why you and I are bonding over games. Yeah, that's okay. what they do, right? Crazy, crazy question. 
Yeah. Okay, a book published and translated in Spanish in the United States is going to be different than one that's published in South America. Yeah. Why? <laughs> that makes no sense at all. Well, so different people do the translations depending on the on the company and who's who's buying the rights to them. So then the translations become different. And um, you know, Jerry and I were just bonding over talking about him going to Mexico. There's different words that people use in Mexico that they yeah. learn in Chile, and so those kinds of things are different. And what what's really amazing is there's some people here in the in the U.S. identifying that you know this whatever salad melting pot I don't know whatever you want to call it but that's happening with the Spanish language here in the United States as well and some people are calling it Spanglish and there's all kinds of forms of Spanish happening here so um, not to get too nerdy on you about it but um, for me what I what my goal is is to look for texts that are actually written in Spanish by um, Latin American authors because they're not only is their text richer in language but it's also more relatable to life. And I, like, you know, just like it's the simple thing of, like, Ramona Quimby lived on Maple Street. Well, there's no Maple. I mean, there's some Maple Street, so that's not a common name in South America. So yeah. then it just has a different street name. And, and those little things make reading more um, engaging for kids. Okay, but, what's the common name for a street in, in, in <laughs> central, central and South America? I'm going to just go with, like, Simon Bolivar because, okay. you know, everyone okay. loves a good conqueror. <laughs> Conquistador. Right. You know, that's, that's kind of like the crap detection stuff too. You know, like kids see yeah. that and then they're like, man, you know, you couldn't you couldn't throw that in a game. Games have to be authentic. The surroundings have to be authentic. The terminology mm -hmm. have to be, has to be authentic. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, that's 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 really cool, and I think I definitely know I'm going to share that with uh, the foreign language teachers that I know and, and get that out there because I think I, I'm sure as soon as I say this they'll be like yeah that's totally a problem and hopefully they can hook up with you and, and get something going yeah I, I mean I've had really great feedback from everyone I think the hardest thing is you know like getting the word out and um, just because it is my job after my job and yeah after my job I mean after I grade the papers <laughs> and then yeah. plan for the next day, and then I do the book still search. So. Yeah. So okay. So this is outside. So during the day, you you do teacher coaching, but you also teach and get with the kids. What's a common day for you? Um. So uh, I I like to pick a Thursday because that's the day that I do all you know and do the whole hodgepodge. So Thursday starts out with meeting with um, an amazing fifth grade teacher. We talk a lot about her ELL students um, that are Hmong, and so like how they're struggling, how to um, uh, increase their vocabulary, make it a little bit richer. And then I go into teaching a third grade um, technology class up in the computer lab. And um, third grade is I've I've taught it. This is my first year. I've had only a third grade class. I had a third fourth one at one year, but so they're um, energetic. <laughs> yeah. I would say, um, and so it was really tough for me to figure out how to engage them with technology. And what I found is that they love this game Pop Tropica. Do you guys know that? No. So Pop Tropica is a game that it's it's a virtual world world game. It's created by Jeff Kinney, the author of Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Oh. So it's a non Disney game, which I appreciate because, mm. you know, Disney's everywhere. So, yes, it um, and it's free, and the kids could play it, and they have to just 
what I loved about it, what the kids taught me about, is that um, they interact, the students in the classroom interacted with each other to problem solve, to get through different, they have to, the goal is to get through different islands. And so the kids would always be talking and like, hey, how'd you get through that island? And da 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 da. And so they're talking amongst themselves and their teamwork was incredible. And it mostly stemmed from me being like, dude, I don't know how to do the game or, you know. And then and their problem solving was really awesome with each other. So um, so that, and then, okay, so then we go to 11 o'clock and my fourth grade bilingual, it was a bilingual and non-bilingual class came in, and we played a lot of iCivics games oh, yeah. um, that supported their social studies, as well as that was the, that was the class that um, was studied by uh, UW, oh wait, no it wasn't, that's kind of a lie. Um, okay, I'm At least not you caught lie. yourself. Yeah, I did ca catch myself. Um, but I did play a little bit of um, citizen science with them, but not, oh, yeah. not a ton. Which yeah. um, I learned to really love this year. So, um, and yeah, then, that was a surprise for you too, wasn't it? It was. It really was. It was a tough one for me to get through because I was so much jargon. Ugh. <laughs> science. 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 It's, you know, it's everywhere. Yeah, and then I would end my day with two um, two one-hour meetings with some amazing um, uh, fourth and fifth grade teachers were my N, and actually the four five teacher was also my um, mindfulness teacher. Uh, we have this really amazing um, mindfulness program at okay, our explain. school. Okay, explain. Yeah, so there's this um, crazy neuroscientist, not crazy like lunatic, like crazy smart, his name's oh. Richie Davidson, and he has been studying um, uh, uh, the Dalai Lama's brain, like literally the patterns in it, for the last 20 years, along with many other monks. That's awesome. And he's so what he's been looking for is just kind of like what are the scientific effects of the brain of mindfulness and meditation. And so um, it's expanded and gotten really big, and uh, he brought this, there was another study that came to our school, and um, so many of us teachers were trained in it, as well as our students. So every year we have um, a week where there's some friends of ours from Baltimore come in, and they do mindfulness with us. Um, there are three, Zach, we got to have these guys on the show. They're crazy. Yeah. They're, they're, they're yogis. They've been doing yoga for their whole life. They teach in inner city Baltimore uh, after school program, and they are huge game nerds. <laughs> They freaked when I took them to GLS. They oh loved my goodness! It. Yeah. Now, are they through Johns Hopkins? Um, they have been studied by Hopkins, but they're okay. not through. Okay, they're not through them. them. Okay. Yeah. And and as my father-in-law taught me, that never do the warrior pose. That's a that's an advanced, mo you know, move. And I think he pulled a few things. So you know, just <laughs> warning everybody out there, yoga is it seems easy, but it's really not. Tai Chi, same thing, same thing. Just wanted to let you know there. It's kind of one of those things. So that. That so is I really got cool. on this tangent because one of the teachers no. I meet with is also my, she taught me mindfulness. Um, she's an amazing teacher. So I have these like coaching sessions with amazing teachers that are also my teachers. So we just talk and learn together and it's, it's really great. Well, the whole as an goal is for us to like improve our students learning and talk about interventions that we're doing with our kids. And we do that. And you're using meditation. Well, that's, that's our behavioral plan. 
that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm I, not I, kidding. I kind of like, like one that. Day, one day one of my students says to me, uh, Ms. Heather, I think you need to take three breaths. <laughs> nice. And I was like, nice. you're probably right, because I'm feeling like I want to yell right now. Yeah, so, okay, exactly. Good call. Good call. Now, uh, I, you know, because I teach ancient civilizations, yep. so it's I teach the five major religions also. But so, there is Zach, a... I taught that for four years in California. Did you? Yes. I'm... That is awesome. We need yeah. to share plans, because that's, I, I think it's, I do similarities, because there are so many similarities between the major, major belief systems. But there's a really cool, Time Life video has... Um, uh, Tibet. There's a video on Tibet, and it has uh, it kind of goes into the Dalai Lama and that story, and uh, it's really you've seen Seven Years in Tibet, I'm sure. Yes. Oh yeah. So. I mean, yeah. Brad Pitt. Yeah. Why well. Yeah. I? Hello. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's very cool, but it's it's one of those things. It's it's not not a lot of people know about that, and uh, meditation is is kind of one of those things. Making a connection to video games uh, mm -hmm. and games in general, uh, you know, for some people that is kind of a slow down the brain, even though there's a lot of stuff going on, especially for somebody like me who's ADHD. Actually, that's that actually calms me down. So it's it's kind of a different type of meditation. What games do you, I mean, you said iCivics, you did Citizen Science. You know, I think that's, is that a filament game? I think Both, um, yeah, iCivics are filament games as well as um, Citizen Science. I think Citizen Science was filament's like first game. Okay. Um, so, so those are some of the games that you use. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, for this year, are you using the same ones? Or are you going to bring in some more? Well, after meeting my new best friend Joel Levin Levinson. Um, Levin. My Levin. Levin. Yeah. Yeah, Levin. Sorry, sorry, Joel. Yeah. Um, we're best friends. Yeah, he's yeah. awesome. Um, I, re I really would like to get the I'd like to get Minecraft Edu going. Yeah. Um, we already have started talking about this last year and just trying to figure out kind of what it is, as well as hey, um, I know you guys aren't math people, but I just started playing Dragon Box. Okay. Um, our buddy Ben Rhymes recommended it, so yeah. I was like, huh, algebra. And it's really interesting. It's an app on the iPad, um, and it's it's to encourage algebraic thinking. Okay. I like. It's you know this is this is the, always the struggle in playing a game, right? You're playing a game. You know how to the mechanics of the game. You it's you know it takes you like a couple levels just to figure out the mechanics. And then so now I'm trying to figure out like what is the mathematical constructs behind it that I'm learning. And, and that's always a challenge. So that's why I really want to get, like, a group of us nerd teachers together so that we can have a place to talk about this. Yeah. Because, like, I um, citizen science, the only reason I learned to love it is because poor Matt Gatos, the poor graduate student, had to listen to me all the time and answer all my questions about it. Then I finally figured it out, you know? Yeah. Did you find this, Jerry? Dragon Box? Sorry, I was uh, in the process of sneezing, so I muted my yeah. mic. No, you're doing but... a great job, Allergy Boy. Thanks, buddy. Uh, so, and I'm I can't say much because I have them too. But uh, yeah, Dragon Box. Uh, this looks really cool. Yeah. Yeah, they just came out with a like a more advanced version for they recommend 12 and older. Yeah, I see the 5 plus. I see the 12 plus. So and, the yeah. algebra is is you know everyone's um, Achilles heel, that, that's what everyone's blaming, like, yeah. the whole can't graduate from high school on algebra. So I think that, um, I don't know, pretty excited. This, there's definitely some interesting potential with it. 
Uh, as well as it's not like math, math. You know, like I can't stand those flashcard games. That's not a game. That's flashcards. <laughs> you know, like don't tell yeah. me that's a game. Yeah, well, and it's, you know, I'm sure you know the term chocolate-covered broccoli. Yes, uh, I do. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's, I, I think there are some that, it's, there's some really nice chocolate. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's, and it's, it's not totally bad to have something like that. No, 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 it's just, it's not sustainable. Yeah, definitely. And I love games for, like, the critical thinking and those conversations you can have and, like, just how kids get really into it and, like, that's, like, that's getting your nerd on, you know, just, like, learning. And that's what I love about it. Um, so, I don't know if you know, but... Um, You're a nerd? You, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty... Shut up, Jerry. Everybody knows. Yeah. <laughs> so, I had a... Um, I did a playful learning workshop. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't. Sorry, uh, bud. Yeah, no, no, it was really cool. It was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Jen Groff actually came from you know, from Cambridge and came to Bloomington Normal, which, you know, big hip town that we're in. And she, uh, we did this workshop, and one of the teachers saw the game Quandry. Yeah. Which is basically a, um, a colonization type of game. Mm -hmm. And you have all these different questions, quandaries, per se, you know, that you have, yep. to, that you have to deal with. Well, she teaches colonization for America. And so she she totally got into this. She started playing the game. She's like, oh, my goodness, I could have them play this game. We could make connections to American colonization. And then she's like, and I told her, I said, you better submit this lesson, whatever you do, to the Playful Learning website. So it's it's being able to find those games, reaching out to other people, collaborating, working together to come up with multiple ways to use uh, similar games. So... Well, and just having, like, some place where she could have that, oh, my God, and then that encouragement, and then that that encouragement is what really pushes you through the days when, whatever, the laptops are not working. Uh, or, you know, like, it's those kinds of things that push you through. So, definitely. Cool. Congrats on the game night. So when, um, was it this summer? Yeah, it was uh, middle of July, and we just did a one-day workshop and a professional development week that we have around here called yeah. the Feast, and it's 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 very cool. And I think you're going to be hearing more about it because I, Jen was <laughs> Jen was really impressed with this model that we have, and it's actually going to be spreading throughout the state of Illinois. So actually, we'll have something good coming out of the state of <laughs> Illinois. Hey, I I took a class last year from the IRC, the Illinois Resource Center. Yeah, that's rocking. Was it good? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if you were joking. Didn't know if you were joking. There no, is, it was really great. You guys, there's some good stuff out there. Yeah. There's some good stuff. We're not all corruption in this state. It's not like we've had four out of our last five governors in jail, but whatever. So. I do love that they go to jail in Wisconsin. Yeah. See, that's the thing that Jerry did. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know what I like more, the music or Jerry's excitement about <laughs> He's afterwards. Like, listen here. Listen, listen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So what games? So Minecraft, you definitely are going to use, and I think yeah. that's going to be. And I'm really excited about using that again this year. And uh, we'll have to keep in touch on that because we have some really cool. In fact, since you are in the state of Illinois, uh, the SIT conference, which Jerry got involved in uh, this past year's, it's a student-led conference. Students presenting to other students. We yeah. had 1,500, 200. 
1,500, about 2,000 students presenting throughout the state of Illinois in February, I think it was, and we had a Minecraft contest. So they would, we put a picture up, and they would build exactly, uh, they tried to build exactly what the picture on the screen was, and they had a time frame, and we judged it, the whole thing. So that would be something. I know it's in Wisconsin, but maybe we spread something up there. Maybe spread mm -hmm. a little love up mm -hmm. to Wisconsin. You know, send us some cheese, and we'll, you know, give you help with the conference. Some cheese, some spotted cow. Hey, spotted, spotted cow. Now Not you're that. talking. Now, yeah, cow. now you got Jerry speaking up. You say spotted cow. Look it up. Uh, okay, moving on. So what games? <laughs> what games do you like to play? So, um, so the boyfriend's got two kids. They're six and ten. So we play games every night after dinner. Um, and we do have a Wii, and we have really fun Wii games. And we really we. W-E. That's, that's a lot of weeing. I know. We thought that we would play more Wii games than we do, but we actually go old school. We love Apples to Apples. Yes. Which is... Made? Hello? Hello, yep. Hello. We'll skip there. It's all good. And it's really great because the, um, the 6 and 10-year-old can totally engage in it. Yeah. And, and you know... Um, so we love apples to apples, and then I think a, a sleeper for out of the box um, is Word on the Street. No, I no, no, that's not a sleeper. That's the one I was just going to recommend to you. <laughs> I, I use it in the classroom. Right? Yeah. I, Zach, I just I this year for um, I, I led some professional development days, and and I brought that out, and so we yeah oh, it's we a blast. It. And I, we made all these cool modifications like oh. Like, yeah. you know, only, whatever, only words from, uh, Indi like, our, our Indian civilization unit, or Whoa. only yeah. or, or only people, or, yeah. I've had students it. create the, their own questions their based category. on the unit. Yes. And my whole thing was, and I was going to, you know, I, I'm sure they're listening, you know, is to actually create, <laughs> like, a smart board version of this. Wait, tell me what's smart word? Smart board. Oh, Using the interactive whiteboard, having oh. the letters and the words on the smart board. Brilliant. But yeah, so, you know, I come up with these great ideas and people make money on it, so it's usually how it goes. Yeah, so I just created, like, a PD, um, like a Word document of uh, one. I mean, if they're listening now, they're going to be like, oh, those teachers always yeah. stealing. They didn't buy the box. But I, I have the box. I have the game. I do, too. We okay. have one version. Yeah, but, but I also created, like, six other ones and then tiles so I can use them in my classroom. Okay. Can you do a – you should have a Spanish version. So oh. those Spanish people, <laughs> they keep changing their alphabet. I just what? can't keep up with it. Yeah. What are you talking about? No, really, like, there's this – Are they? Yeah, they – Are you they, making stuff up? No, they add in they, – they've subtracted letters, so I can't keep up, so I always feel a little bit like an idiot because I'm like, ooh, is that letter still in the alphabet or not? <laughs> I mean, this is – seriously, they're changing the alphabet. Yeah. Now, hold it. Is this is this certain areas, or is this – Well, so – How do you how do, you do so that? There's like this uh, – I wish I, I wish I could give you the link, but there's the, the board of um, Castellón in Spain. Like, they're literally like this language board that they evaluate language and they decide which words go in the dictionary and not. And when I started teaching Spanish in California six years ago, the Spanish teacher was like, no, Heather, I can't remember what letter it is now, Zach. That's how stupid I feel. She's <laughs> like, that letter is not in the alphabet anymore. And I was like, what? What? Heh. 
So <laughs> what was that? Hey. Yeah. Is that? How was it not the alphabet? That's not Spanish. Is that a Spanish? My Jewish father told me. Oi, you know. Oi. Oi. Well, do my. Okay. <laughs> so I don't. I. And that's my only insecurity about. It. Gotcha. Gotcha. I, that's my only insecurity ever. So done. <laughs> okay. So those are the two games. Is there any other? What do you? I mean, and you're not a super nerd gamer, are you? No, like like virtual world games. Do I yeah. Mm. No. Mm-mm. Okay. No yeah. Assassin's Creed, World of Warcraft. No, never played them. Yeah. Hey, do you know that uh, an, another a, a friend of Ed Gamer? Yes. Jerry's gonna love for me to say this. <laughs> He's like, no, foe. <laughs> hey, they're foe. Uh, you know, foe friend of Ed Gamer. Uh, oh my goodness. So Joel <laughs> Levin is one, and then Lucas Gillespie. He was using World of Warcraft for ELL students. He had them play on English-only servers. And then they had some kids that were more advanced in their learning of Spanish, and he had them playing Spanish-only servers. How cool is that? That's pretty awesome. Joel was telling me that um, some guy in Sweden or somewhere like that was doing the same thing with uh, Minecraft. So there's so so much potential. Ooh, Ooh, very interesting. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Hey, Jerry? Yes. How you doing, man? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'm trying to... Anything? Any other words of wisdom there? So, uh, I, I was I was just thinking, like, I, I would love to talk a little bit more about the iCivics package. Yeah. And by package, I mean group of games. <laughs> okay, pull that package up, Jerry. <laughs> On it. Yes. So, um... When the White House was huge this year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, did you play it, Zach? Yeah. Yeah, so the kids, like, just that whole electoral system idea. <laughs> they were like, why do we do this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it really it really drove home the whole concept of it and the convolutedness of it and loved it. Huge, huge fan. Um And the, and the kids, when I did the Google survey at the end of it, they... They that was one of their favorite games, as well as a sleeper in there. I think is Activate. Yeah. And it's yeah. about activism and how to um, like create social movements and things of that sort. Why yeah, you you're not into that type of stuff at all, are you? No. No. Why would you ever think that? Oh yeah. Have I told you about my fair trade coffee S- campaign sim- in 1998? Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. That was before Y2K. Okay. Yes, it was. Yes, yes it, it was. was. Okay. Um, yeah. But I think that that's the the um, the iCivics games can get a little too like too schooly. I don't know how to say that. Yeah. And so the Activate game was the was the first one that we started playing where it was more like there were mini games within it. And so I don't know. I really liked it because of the mini games within. Yeah, I like the. Um... Oh, what is it? It's not, uh, is it We the Jury or, oh, Do I Have the Right? Do I Have a Right, yeah. Yeah, that's really nice. I really got a, um, uh, somebody that teaches, he's basically a, a retired police officer, and he teaches in the high school on, on law, you know, kids that might be looking to go into law enforcement, and uh, he really liked that one because it was really posing questions that he'd 
talks about all the time in, in, in his class. So it's very cool. They, so, yeah, they do a good job. Zach, did you play a I did you play a lot of these on the smart board? Like as a whole uh, class? I would demonstrate some of it to get them started. But we have one to, we you know, last year we had one to one for laptops. Mm -hmm. So we could do that. Uh, sometimes I'd partner up I'd have them partner up depending on the students. You know, they, they would try to make decisions. Um, I don't think I've ever completed one of these games because they're they're quite they're difficult. I mean, they yeah. can be. There's a lot of choices that are made, which is nice because you got a lot of pathways to go. Um, I think it's difficult to do that on the smart board. Yeah. So. Um, I I haven't either. I haven't either. But I was just kind of wondering. I, the only thing I did use the smart board for was like to highlight vocabulary with because it's so text heavy. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So we talked about the vocabulary, but you know that lasts a whole ten minutes because everyone's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. The people's pie I want to play, which is uh, budgeting. For it's like it looks like a federal government budgeting. Yeah. Uh, you know how do you decide what's funded? Do you give to military? Do you give to you know human services? What do you do? So those there's a lot there. There really is. It's there's a lot of good. Um, a lot of good content. Yeah, content. I haven't used the drafting one. That was a new one. Yeah. For writing, so. Well, we'll definitely put that the iCivics in our links. Uh, this, you know, of course, this is live, and then, but I'll have a link to it. We'll have a, a, a post on Saturday night, and that actually you'll also see that on um, the um, on iTunes and Stitcher because you know Stitcher's our our friend. Yes. And I get before I forget uh, another little advertisement. Uh, do you have an eduwin? That's hashtag e d u w i n this week. That is uh, remember PBS and EdReach are collecting education mm -hmm. wins by going to www.whatisyoureduwin.com. Anyone can submit an eduwin to help us shape the conversation of education into a positive one. If you see innovation, a story, a moment happen, be a citizen reporter and tell the world. Submit an eduin at www.whatisyoureduin.com and let's change the story of education because as we know, all reports on education are so positive, <laughs> especially in the great state of Wisconsin. Well, so that's why you kind of made a reference to my profile of how I said oh, like, geez. union thug. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like... Yes. Like you can union thug me all you want. It's I'm, all good. I'm funny, I'm cute, I'm happy, like I don't... I don't know what a union thug is. And if more so, do you want me to grab my parents who are retired teachers to get here? Because they're union thugs too. And are they? You know, I always thought that if I, you know, when I retire, ever got out of education, I'd run for school board. No, it's, I mean, I'm, why I not? mean, I was thinking more like diving in Mexico. What about you, oh. Jerry? <laughs> yep. yep. Okay. Mexico, much better. You're promoting, you know rights of teachers and stuff, but as soon as you're done, whoo, see ya, I'm out of here. <laughs> Not going to help my fellow teachers. I mean, I'm, I mean, I really, I really like to contribute to my community. <laughs> awesome. Somebody's got a scuba dive in Mexico. Awesome. <laughs> hey, Jerry, any, any exciting news this week? Um, I'm going to Mexico. You are? Yeah, in okay. two days. Okay, take your shots. <laughs> Um, Do you have to take shots? I'll take some shots. <laughs> but that'll kill the bacteria? Yeah, sure. Okay. Okay. 
Not and you, sure. Zach, anything exciting happening? Um, I'm getting ready for school. When does school start for you all? Fifteenth uh, is the first day of teacher institute. Yeah. But don't you have like seventeen institute days before your kids come? We have three. Yeah, we so have three. right about there. Yeah. So we got well, a lot who, going on. Who does PD in your district, Zach? Uh, teachers within the district. We have sometimes we have people outside. Cool. We have a regional office of education. We've had some things there, but we we do we do some stuff in house. Uh, that's a whole topic. Yes, it <laughs> it's is. A whole another whole another topic. So. Well, so um, I really I, I think it is a great topic because when Wade and I did our game night in Madison, we mm -hmm. gamified it. Yeah. So we had like prizes and like every round, you know, you had a winner and hmm. like. We gotta do something like that for PD, cause yeah, and it, that's well, get stuff is that's kind of what I'm going to work on a little bit with the professional development, which is it's already has a little gamification in it because there's what they're because it's the feast. We have feast bucks, and you earn bucks by asking questions and doing things, and and then there's prizes at the end of the week, and you put your put your name on the feast box, you put them in a bucket, and then random drawings at the end of the week. So there's already gamification there, but we've already talked about cool. digitizing it and just being able to gradually uh, monitor that. But monitor, you know, with badges or anything like that, monitor what is actually um, being completed. What classes are you taking? You completed this class, you did a short little questionnaire with it, you received a badge, you know, and being able to follow that. And that's something that we're, that we're looking at. It would be quite interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. Well, I hey, think, um, yeah. My last question for you guys. So. <laughs> oh, she's asking questions. Okay. Okay. No, yeah. It's um, all good. It's all good. Um, so this iPad craze. What's an iPad? Yeah. I don't think I've heard of one. I don't think. How do you guys use iPads? Cause like, like I I'm just about... suggested Dragon Box as one game, but. Jerry's got something cool. We're just about to go one to one for for three D design classes, which is going to be awesome. You know, like totally oh, outside the box iPad type thinking. So it should be fun. So he's using he's got some applications and things that he's using in his art class for the iPad and taking notes and assessment too, right, Jerry? Yeah, yeah, um, a lot. It's almost like a there's a big movement in the visual arts called research journals, which has kids, instead of just displaying their, their ideas and final products, it's showing how they got to those ideas, because that growth is what's really important. So instead right. of instead of kids documenting in, in journals, um, they'll be able to do it as well on an iPad with uh, visual images of their artwork as they go along. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> It is gonna be fun. Yeah, I think I'm gonna start teaching visual arts. <laughs> <laughs> now, iPads in our district, uh, we've had it with special ed. We've had it with uh, tablets, especially with younger students. Mm -hmm. And we have some that are in the in the junior high. Um, I have a personal one that I've used. I'm going to use an Apple TV in my classroom this year, and. We'll see how that goes. We'll we'll see. It's it's. I'm just gonna test it out, and there are some apps that I, I think are gonna be work out really well. 
I don't know. We'll 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 see how it works. It's I'm seeing good and bad, but I'm I'm willing to try it. I'm just I just struggle so much with being so attached to a thing, like the like the tablet itself, you know. Having that holding it. Not not the holding it, but just like walking around the classroom. It's so much investment in a in the tablet that it's just like. I I will make this forecast that eventually tablets will be able to do just about anything. It, it's I mean developers, publishers, they're all they're creating it for the the PC, they're creating it for the Mac, they're creating it for a tablet, whether it's Android or or Apple, it it doesn't matter. It's 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 going to be a easier transition, but yeah, things have to change. I mean, there's there's right now there's not one device that does everything. It, it just doesn't. There's nothing. Right. It's so. going to be. It's going to be interesting to see what it does to teachers. You know, we're we're going to have a huge development come through our district because we're a giant district. Five heights. Well, five high schools, two academies, so seven schools, um, twelve hundred teachers. You know, twelve, thirteen thousand students. And I think by the end of two years from now, if all stays on course, we'll be full one to one through the whole district because it's being piloted. And uh, they approved another like seven, you know, seven thousand I think iPads for last year or something. Oh my so goodness. it's, wow. yeah, it's 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 awesome. But our tech people, Scott Weidig is one of them. Yeah, you got, you got some good ones. Job, yeah. yeah, they're they're really uh, laying some serious ground for these things. So it's awesome. We get good support though. So yeah. So wow. you feel like Jerry, you're learning just as much. Oh, oh, it's insane. I learn yeah. more from the kids about these things. I mean. It, uh, my um, so I had to do a proposal to to be included in this program because it's still a pilot, mm -hmm. and uh, the proposal was a a two minute video of how I would use these in class, and I had four or five kids that were using them from a pilot the year before in like math classes or something like that, and um, I asked them how they thought they could use it in my class, and they we did the video in you know in a half an hour in one of my classes with my kids. They showed me the apps they thought they could use. You know, we downloaded a couple. I had them taking pictures of their artwork and, and you know, literally writing on the screen of things they were going to change and responding. And that all happened from them. You know, that, that was to their credit, not even to mine. So yeah. it's awesome. So that's, 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 what, that's what I love. Like, that exact interaction that you're talking about. Like, that's just so fun. Oh, it's so it was fun to go to school every day and learn. Yeah, it was mm -hmm. exciting for me. But that's what I think is going to be real interesting is, um, you know, it's a different world than than people. There are some teachers still that want to be handed a textbook and say, okay, you got to be to Chapter 48 by next Tuesday. Some people feel comfortable doing that. Right. And uh, this is not not comfortable. And they, they did a good job of warning us of that. You know, it's not, it's not comfort. It's, it's, um, it's a new, new landscape, but I, that's exciting to me too. Yeah. Cool. So okay. fun guys. I love yep. this stuff. Let me uh, close this out here. Okay. Heather, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate it. We're, we're going to do it again. I definitely know that. So, Thank you for listening to this week's EdGamer podcast. Please follow us on edreach.us and also follow all the great podcasts and blog posts on the EdReach Network. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Viva la Mexico. Okay. Que le vaya bien. <laughs> <laughs>